0: I would say if you can just be the best version of yourself the way you believe that you can be, then just do it, sharpen your axe all the time. Uh, But don't do it out of fear, don't do it out of anxiety, don't do it out of wanting to please someone. The fear of failure is so high from a very young age that it is deeply embedded in a mind. The fear is coming from seeking of not getting the approval and that is Something that we are trained or it's in our mind that is unacceptable in our life. Journaling is very important. And just write down, what scares me? Why does it scare me? And what can I do about it? If you answer these three questions honestly, you feel more empowered about anything. In the piece where you wrote, what can I do about it? Go deeper into that.
1: Finally, I have got this great job and everything seems good. Except this lingering feeling of anxiety that I'm unable to shake off. It's been almost a month that I'm working at this place and I still feel anxious the same way I felt on day one. Before starting work, I was anxious whether I'll be able to prove if I'm the right fit for the role that I have been hired for. And now, I am anxious whether I will be able to deliver as per the expectation of my manager. This anxiety seems to pile up whenever I think about how I will make a mark in this organization. I know this role will help me a lot in my career growth and I really want to grow fast. But you won't believe me, I have had sleepless nights thinking about what more I can do beyond my new role and responsibilities. I mean, how can I connect with my team members where everyone is new to me? The work culture is different. Everything is so different. What can I do to be more visible to my bosses and a lot more? At times, I feel stressed out. From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks. From make or break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers. To people-related complexities like having a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. WorkWise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to WorkWise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. I'm Devas Gupta. I'm Mehar Sindhu Batra. I'm Deepak Parik. We'll be your podcast hosts helping you better tackle those work woes. Whenever I've discussed this with my friends and family, they've told me that feeling out of place, anxious in the initial phase is but always a normal. They said, You shouldn't be so harsh on yourself. Everything seems like an uphill task when you start something new. People are generally resistant to change, but things ease out eventually. Seriously? But is there a way to tackle this first 60 days of anxiety better so I can be my 100% and deliver my full potential? Have you been in a similar situation? What did you do? Yes, you want to showcase your best in the first 60 days at workplace, but when anxiety kicks in, things don't go as you had planned. Welcome to WorkWise with Nokri. I'm your host, Divas Gupta, and today's episode is about how to tackle the first 60 days anxiety at workplace. So take a deep breath and relax. Because to help us understand this theme better, we have invited Dhruv Bogra, who has a career spanning over three decades working in different capacities as Senior Retail Director at Adidas, Head of Global Retail Experience at Rollin Field, being the Chief Operating Officer at Wealthfin Group, and currently the country manager, India-Southeast Asia for Forever New Clothing. He's also an author of two books, an adventure cyclist and a certified life coach. Combining his corporate experience with lessons learned in the wilderness, surviving alone in some of the remote and dangerous parts of the world, Dhruv has interesting perspectives to share on this topic. Dhruv, I'm really happy to have you on the show.
0: Thank you for having me on such an interesting topic.
1: When I joined my first company, I was really anxious. I had happiness that, oh God, you know, I have got this new job. My parents are happy. Everything was good. But then when I was at the workplace, I don't know for some strange reason. The first week, I was kind of anxious. But maybe it's a new place. But then that stayed for long. How was your beginning? I mean, how was your first 60 days at your first job?
0: It's a very normal emotion or uh, state of mind to go through. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is about being super worried, uh, whereas stress is something else, and anxiety manifests itself in different ways. Uh, My first 60 days uh, was way back in 1989 when I joined Tarati. So here I am, a young 21 year old, uh, just graduated from Venkateshwar College in Delhi, and I transport myself with one trunk all the way to. A distant land, far away from things that I'm familiar with, and it was uh, definitely uh, when I look back. Certainly, I was anxious about many things Uh, about my job uh, because I knew nothing about tea plantation or agriculture, and uh, I landed up in a very remote part of Assam. So it was a pretty dark moment in my life. So yes, the anxiety is valid; it's normal to have it, but on hindsight, I would say it's also important to reach out to others uh, who are around
1: you, your peers, your co-workers. When it comes to working, I mean, a job that you had been wishing for, you finally got it. But on that day, maybe in the induction program, the first few days, the 10 days, anxiety is still there. Where does it stem from?
0: So, anxiety has its roots uh, in... Especially, let, let's talk about our context, our mm-hmm. society, our ecosystem. And I have also been thinking about that because I've been through anxiety all my life. You know, it's not that I have uh, somebody who's never dealt with those anxiety. I deal with anxiety every time. And But it's important how to manage it. And you can only manage it once you're aware mm-hmm. of where it is coming from. Mm-hmm. It's coming, broadly speaking, it's coming from the performance culture that starts from kindergarten, you know, when we are mm-hmm. at school. okay so true. So, you know, uh, it's the way our education system is built, it's created to, uh, uh, and, you know, then the expectation of performance and marks and and grade sheets. So, the fear of failure is so high from a very young age that it is deeply embedded in our mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, always wanting to seek approval, for example. I'll give an example. Okay, so I was in boarding school Mm -hmm. in Sherwood. And I was uh, not a very strong child. I was not a very strong boy in the sense physically. I was not strong, physically. so I used to always get bullied. Mm. Yeah, and so what did I do to compensate for that? I had to earn the respect of everybody. Is to start winning in games. Mm. Okay, so I started participating in individual uh, athletic track and fields. So what happens is that. We try to compensate for a fear of failure and acceptance from people by trying to do something else. Okay. Sometimes it does work. So, and we then carry those behaviors of always wanting to win, of always wanting to prove ourselves, seeking a our boss's approval back to work at every stage of our life. So, the fear of failure is coming from seeking of not getting the approval. Okay. And that is something that we are trained or it's in our mind that is unacceptable in our life okay uh, and uh, the it's a self-generating thing so if you fail once then it generates more anxiety mm-hmm. so you want to perform better the next time and that has its own uh, levels of stress so it just builds on it but you have to break out of the cycle mm-hmm. it's coming from a childhood and it's very important to recognize the events that happen in childhood influence us for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And for example, for the longest period of time, you know, uh, one of the schools that I attended, uh, we were punished in very uh, bizarre ways in the sense that we had to sit on a gravel field with on our knees holding dumbbells for one hour. The pain that you feel in your knee from the gravel stone after 10 minutes is embedded in my brain till today. It's tattooed. Okay. And in the sun. So, for a long time in the beginning, maybe first 8 or 10 years of my life, I brought the same work ethic to work. And I realized that's, then I realized this is not the way to
1: deal with it. There's someone who has a presentation the other day and he knows that there is his boss. And there's that fear, right? Where whether I'll perform or not, whether I'll survive over there or not, whether my thoughts, my ideas, my perspective will be accepted or not. And that anxiety, a lot of uncertainty is there. So I think for any role, be it a newbie or maybe someone who has spent a few years in the industry or maybe a lot of years, it is there with them. I mean, initially, I thought that only the freshers who haven't seen the corporate jungle, they are scared. Listening to you, I sense that it is not just for the freshers, but for anyone.
0: Yes. Is it true? Absolutely. Um, even though I, you know, said I have three decades of experience, but also I have three decades of anxiety. <laughs> okay. Uh, in, in my business, uh, you I've been a sales guy all my life. Mm-hmm. So it's a function that is full of stress because oh, yes. you're meeting, having to meet daily targets, weekly targets, targets monthly targets, projections. And now it's also profitability targets. So oh, yes. when you're a young manager, you don't have to worry so much about profits mm-hmm. unless you're into a different field altogether. Mm-hmm. Unless you're in finance or maybe you're in stock trading or something like that, or you're running your own business, perhaps you're a startup. But as a regular guy, as a sales head, say managing even a region, normally we don't really get into profitability of the organization. So yes, uh, when you have to deliver that, then it is about the fear of failure, right mm-hmm. And I have been dealing with it all my life mm-hmm. and I am but now I'm dealing with it in a much better way. Just do your best. That's it. Don't bother about what anyone is going to judge, whether your best was good enough for them or not. Because each of us lives and runs our own race.
1: Great point. You know, whenever someone looks at their boss or the super boss, they think they're all sorted. But this understanding that, you know, every individual goes through their share of anxiety. Yes. It's just that they have learned maybe how to hide it or maybe how to manage or deal with it. And the biggest learning which I took so far is about being aware that okay, this is happening to me, and also trying to map it to your childhood. Uh, in my childhood, I come from Dehradun. Yeah, a school called Brightlands. So Brightlands is the place where they are very precise, and it's very competitive. <clears throat> Everyone scores a ninety-nine percent and then around. So proving yourself every single time, you have to be so accurate with your answers that if one word here and there, hmm. you lose half a mark. Yes. And today, when I go for my sessions or presentations or any dealings, I have to prepare really hard that, okay, in case yes. if I lose that half mark also, or maybe any, any kind of thing can happen. So, giving that, like, you know, the the perfectionism has been since childhood and it makes me anxious. Yeah. So, this understanding yes. of where it comes from. Yes. Gives you a lot of peace that, okay, it is not something I am... Born with, there's some deformity, there's something wrong with me. It is coming from that place, and you will say, Okay, okay, peace, peace.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we all should strive mm-hmm. to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Some people call it perfectionism, mm-hmm. some people call it always uh, being a workaholic, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I would say, if you can just be the best version of yourself the way you believe that you can be. And if you love doing what you're doing, then just do it. Sharpen your axe all the time. Uh, But don't do it out of fear. Mm. Don't do it out of anxiety. Don't do it out of wanting to please someone. But to leave your legacy behind in the world.
1: Is it also about that right now we might speak that we should not be anxious. We should accept ourselves. Accepting anxiety is still a lot of friction. A lot of friction. That how can I accept that I am anxious? I'll be labelled as weak. But oh, look at this guy; he is so anxious. We can never talk about it openly. If supposedly in the interview they ask you, "Hey, what's your weakness?" I'll go with those typical answers. That hey, <laughs> you know, I'm a workover. like I do this, 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 this. But I'll never speak that. You know what? There are moments when I am anxious. Acceptance by people around is is not there. How does one deal with that?
0: Try being vulnerable. And -hmm. you gave a very nice example of an interview. Four people are there. And they ask you. And of course, we come up with these uh, answers that we have read on Google, maybe, on how to address tech questions and things like that. Just be yourself. And if you're anxious, say, I'm anxious. Now, if they don't select you because of that, then Mm -hmm. you're anyway joining the wrong organization. So true. Because when you join them, that's the kind of culture they have where they don't allow people to be themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's good you didn't pass the interview <laughs> because you chose to be vulnerable. Mm. And you don't want to work in a company in which we don't want, we can't be vulnerable. We can't be ourselves. Mm. Sooner or later you'll quit, mm. right? It doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, foolishly truthful also. Like, how do you take meetings? I take them in a the pajamas. You know, you don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let's, we can be proper about some things, but definitely you need to, you have very rightly said, It's important to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm being vulnerable at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm revealing things to you. I never told anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm purposely
1: being vulnerable.
0: Otherwise, I don't think uh, I I can make my point uh, adequately enough.
1: So true. I mean, this word vulnerability has stayed with me for a long time. Today, I am here with you recording this podcast. My voice is being heard. And there's this guy who has stammered all his childhood, <laughs> who has struggled with his like, speech clarity. And oh. I was hiding it. But when I share that, okay, see, this is who I am. And that's okay. This is a part of me. Yeah. yeah. And that mm-hmm. day, I was so confident yeah. talking to my colleagues, talking to my boss. Yeah. Take a moment to look at the greatness that you were born with. I would focus on my voice so, every single individual has that kind of uniqueness, which can be overshadowed if we just focus on our damn insecurities and what all things that we have went through. You went through anxiety, you figured out a way to deal with it. You must have had some colleague, maybe some junior, some senior, who is anxious. Yes, many of them. How do you handle those colleagues? The level of awareness that you might have had or the level of introspection that you went through helped you made peace in a certain way yes but when you have to work as a team and you have an anxious colleague for no reason you know he's like hey we can all work together peacefully calmly then there is one person raising the alarm and always in in that panic state which just spoils the environment and even makes you also in Mm. that same zone so how do you handle the situation each
0: person uh, at work is different Mm though they may be suffering or they may be exhibiting signs of anxiety and stress in different ways, Uh, some people are communicative, some people are not. But Mm. as a job of a leader, it is important to be able to read your team well Mm. and look for those signs where the anxiety is now creeping into productivity Mm. and also leading to burnout Mm. and and perhaps uh, a lack of focus, Mm. right? But um, broadly speaking, through my career, Whether I was a young regional manager managing, uh, say, uh, you know, other kind of people who are more field operatives or as a middle manager or as a senior CXO now, it's important to have a one-to-one connect with your team, understand their motivations, understand their fears and mentor them and guide them. Because that's what happened with me when I joined RIT, when I was filled with anxiety. And there's this guy who, big Marshall guy who even kept a Python in his home. He just took me under his wing, you know, and he mentored me like almost like an elder brother Mm -hmm. for the first six months. So, and that kind of solidified my confidence as well. So, when I became country head, was I ready to be country head? I've never been a country head before. Mm -hmm. So, can I say, yeah, I was 100% ready to be a country manager. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Absolutely. Maybe I was 70% ready. But I had to read. Mm -hmm. I had to educate myself. Mm -hmm. I had to talk to people. I even took on, uh, you know, a, a coach for some time mm. to deal with my issues mm. and uh, that helped. So you have Absolutely. to find a coach. Now, mm. everyone may not want to go to a coach or pay for one mm. perhaps, but there's always a nice mentor in the family, there an older cousin perhaps, an older brother. I had an uncle uh, who was the managing director of Union Carbide before I joined Tarati. You know, I sat with him for
1: a while when I was 20 years old and
0: he had a lot of pearls of wisdom to share with me. Mm.
1: So, if we have to look at a step-by-step way, what I gathered in this conversation, the first one is accepting that it is okay to have anxiety. Everyone has it. Yes. Yes. The second one is that you try to identify where it is coming from. Map it. Mm -hmm. What was the incident? What all happened? Just write it down, maybe. That can help.
0: Yeah, I think journaling is very important. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I... of thought about uh, that I want to speak about in this uh, podcast is you know start a journal Mm -hmm. and just write down what scares me Mm -hmm. why does it scare me and what can I do about it if you answer these three questions honestly you feel more empowered Mm -hmm. about anything in the piece where you wrote what can I do about it Mm -hmm. go deeper into that you know for me it was I'll meditate so mm-hmm. I started meditating and now I meditate for an hour almost oh, every wow. day. And it really helps. Uh it's it, it and, and I've varied my meditation to various types of things which uh, really opens up the mind in many ways. Mm-hmm. So that's one technique. There could be many other techniques. Mm-hmm. For example, I'll do deep breathing exercises, maybe mm-hmm. somebody else I'll do yoga in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or someone and one of the best antidotes to stress and anxiety is. Just go and sit in a park early in the morning, mm-hmm. or go take a small walk, maybe a half an hour, thirty minute, twenty five minute walk. Hear mm-hmm. the birds mm-hmm. chirp a bit. Even in Delhi's pollution, you can hear the birds chirp. They're really resilient. They're not anxious. They're not worried about mm-hmm. pollution like we are. You know, they're still going about their daily business, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. all these things, these are all techniques that will work for different people, different mm-hmm. differently. Everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Like I say, there are seven billion people in this world. Each pers- there are seven billion personalities. You know, though scientists like to cluster them into yeah. seven types or 10 types, so that's more types for convenience. So but at the end of the day, we have 7 billion people or 8 billion people with 8 billion personalities and the tools that you adopt mm-hmm. are going to be unique for you. Mm-hmm. These are just indicators of the path you can follow. Mm-hmm.
1: This is interesting. Interesting. In the first 60 days, any person will have these thoughts you know that okay like proving himself that i have to just showcase who am i capable of they're expecting out of me i gave those answers in the interview that i'll do this 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 and i'm not able to get those results the culture is different all those things are there yes once this phase is over yeah and if anxiety stays even after like 60 days how do you handle that Maybe I can say that what you shared so far with the meditation and others. That's for the anxiety as such. But My major focus Mm -hmm. is that anxiety at the workplace where in the first 60 days we have those thoughts as we discussed with respect to proving ourselves. So, can we say that the the solution could be where you are okay um, that I'm not proving it to anyone? Can that help? See,
0: where do the 60 days come from as a number you know there it's is a, no it's an average like, It's like robin day. sharma saying you can change any habit in 21 days and then he changed it to 68 days <laughs> a few years later you know very confusing so i think we tend to get compartmentalized into these ways of thinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yes they are important benchmarks because that's mm-hmm. how society measures us our performance when i say society it's the government it's 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 companies its organizations its its communities right So those are, yeah, they are important milestones for sure. But I would urge everyone not to think along uh, it just being a 60-day or a 90-day thing. Anxiety will come to you at every phase of your life. Oh, yes. It will always be there. Just like you breathe, anxiety is part of our day-to-day life Mm. unless you uh, achieve nirvana. (laughs) Even when you go to... uh, the caves to meditate and say now i'm going to be himalayan yogi you'll be anxious Anxious. that i hope nobody disturbs the meditation while i'm meditating (laughs) okay so the issue is anxiety will never escape a human being the issue is is it interfering with your state of happiness your state of contentment state of fulfillment state of being productive if it's really severe then i would really suggest that you meet a counselor, okay? Mm. Because a counselor is equipped to uh, help you, uh, or maybe a coach who's equipped to help you uh, move through th- the journey of finding expression and and sort of being able to overcome your anxiety on a more sustainable basis.
1: So true. I'm at peace. A lot of reassurance. A lot of um, clarity. I'm sure the listeners out here would have felt the same. I hope they do. I hope. Thank you, Dhruv. I mean, I was anxious before this podcast. Now I'm not. I'm like kind of assured that the honesty with which you shared your insights, your journey. I'm I'm sure. I'm, I'm damn sure that people will resonate with it, and they will be much more acceptable of who they are, where they come from, what is going within them and continue to navigate through the path. Dhruv, I wish I had this conversation when I was having those sleepless nights because of anxiety. Certainly, the first 60 days are challenging and the way you highlight it gives me a lot of peace and clarity. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of WorkWise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who would benefit from this episode. I'm curious to know how you tackle the first 60-day anxiety at the workplace. Is there anything that we can learn from? You can share your perspective on Twitter and LinkedIn and use the hashtag WorkWiseWithNogri. Three of the best perspectives will get a special surprise from us. So go ahead and share your perspective on your social media. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Next, our host, Meher Sindhu Bhattra, will bring an interesting episode on his being a boss, a thankless job. I'm Devaz Gupta and you're listening to WorkWise with Nokri, a career podcast from Nokri.com, produced by Wine Studios.